0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Lincoln Township could soon implement a system to easily notify residents of things happening in the community. Lincoln Township Clerk Stacy Lower Porter tells us the Civic Plus mass notification system could send out text messages, emails, or voice messages about things like water main breaks, library events, or elections. It's a program that would allow us to communicate on a more regular basis with our residents, and they could communicate with us on a more regular basis without having to pick up the phone, figure out who they need to talk to, what department they need to go to. They can report issues, they can report ordinance violations, but we'll also be able to send out alerts, reminder alerts for taxes, elections, anything we can think of we can send out. Porter told the Lincoln Township Board of Trustees this week the city of St. Joseph uses a similar system. She says implementing Civic Plus could also come with a new township website. It would help residents access our agendas and our minutes and attachments and stuff on a much easier way. The newly updated site would also be similar to the city of St. Joseph. Laura Porter told trustees the alert system alone would come with an upfront cost of $6,300 and a yearly cost of $6,000. If trustees also want the new website, that would be $15,000 up front and $5,700 per year. The board could consider the matter at its next meeting. Meanwhile, the Lincoln Township Planning Commission is considering the issue of houseboats and how they could be used as short-term rental homes. At this week's meeting, Trustee Mark Florian told colleagues the commission is working to remove boats from the definition of dwellings in the zoning ordinance that would prevent people from being able to rent out houseboats Florian told us more. What drove it is some of the things that are happening in other waterfront communities around here. I think even South Haven, uh, I think Saugatuck, if I'm not mistaken, has been wrestling with this issue where people are bringing in these houseboats, buying these houseboats and turning them into short-term rentals through Airbnb and, and VRBO and other partnering agencies. Florian said Lincoln Township has several bodies of water in which someone could theoretically launch a boat or a series of boats and then just rent them out to vacationers. He says residents probably wouldn't like to see a bunch of party boats hanging around North Lake Park, for example. The Planning Commission is seeking to head the problem off before it starts. A subcommittee has been working on the issue for a few months and will come back to the full township board with a recommendation. The Berrien and County Health Department is once again reminding teens and parents about the dangers of underage marijuana use. Prevention specialist Lisa Peopleshurst tells us many teens don't appreciate the risks of marijuana, especially since it was legalized for adults in Michigan. With campaigns to spread awareness, has teen marijuana use slowed down? It's still going up, and remember, these are cases that are reported and that we know about. You know, we did have quite an increase in vaping this year, and we did a number of vaping presentations at schools. But now it's just not vaping the e juice; it is vaping THC as well. People, sir, says the brain doesn't stop developing until around twenty-one to twenty-five. So, when a teen uses marijuana, it can affect their brain function. We're talking about issues of attention and concentration, problem solving, definitely memory. We're talking about poor academic performance, lack of balance and coordination. According to a 2021 survey from the CDC, nearly 37% of Michigan high school seniors reported they had used marijuana in their lifetime, and more than 22% reported using it at least once in the last 30 days. Peoples Hearst says parents should talk to their kids about the risks of marijuana use and watch out for signs the kids are using. The health department has a website with information to help, and we'll have a link to it at our website. The city of Waterville Leet will celebrate the completion of its new pocket park tomorrow with a ribbon cutting. Waterville Leet city manager Daniel Tiedman tells us the Main Street Oasis downtown is a small crowdfunded park intended to host all kinds of events. Cornerstone Alliance and the city teamed up to create a vision for the previously vacant space. We wanted a nice space downtown for people to gather. I think that was kind of the initial concept. But going forward, I would like to schedule some events down there. The mayor and I have talked about some possibilities with art projects, having a food truck event. So we just we want to do lots of things that are going to bring folks to downtown and bring families to downtown, too. The new Main Street Oasis includes a fountain, seating, a shelter, and lighting that's strung throughout the city crowdfunded about $51,000 of the park's $200,000 cost. A state grant program matched the public money raised. The ribbon-cutting for the new Main Street Oasis will be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Teedman says they'll have live music and a food truck, along with remarks from local leaders. She invites everyone to come and see a beautiful downtown Water Crazy King Burrito in Lincoln Township is looking to expand both its options and its locations. Speaking to Lincoln Township trustees this week, franchise owner Karen Garlinger said the restaurant at Glen Lord and Red Arrow Highway has been thriving since it opened in 2021. They serve all burritos inspired by a restaurant that she and her husband frequent in Cozumel, Mexico. Since things have been going well in Michigan, Garlinger said the couple will have plans to expand into St. Joseph. We've done really good at this location, I can tell you. We rented a space and working on our second location that we will own personally in downtown St. Joe, and we will be going for a liquor license down there. Garlinger didn't say when the St. Joe location will open, but it will be on State Street. She was speaking to a township trustees to ask for a liquor license at the Red Arrow Highway location due to customer requests. We would love to be able to sell margaritas and Mexican beers, our biggest. Garlander said the majority of the business Crazy King Burrito gets at that location is via the drive through So the drinks would be to go. Trustees told her to get together the necessary paperwork and come back. The Blue Roof Church in St. Joseph is celebrating its 100th anniversary this month. Executive Pastor Yolanda Mendez tells us the congregation started out small in Benton Harbor before it even had a a building. It began way back in 1916. There was a group of people. They had a passion for Benton Harbor in the St. Joseph area and began to have prayer meetings in their home. And then about 1916, they became an official congregation, and it was the First Assembly of God. The first church, the First Assembly of God, was a wooden structure at Highland and McCord. They later replaced that building and then moved to a building on Nickerson, which is now the Greater Grace Temple. The congregation broke ground on the current church at 3084 Niles Road in St. Joe back in 1997. The initial plan was the Blue Roof, and of course over time people would say, oh, the church on 94 with a bright blue roof, and so then they did change the name from First Assembly of God to Blue Roof Church. The church sits on 23 acres and now has a variety of programs. Mendez says it's continued to thrive through changing times. There will be a weekend of celebration, July 28th and 29th. That Saturday, will focus on the history of the church with a space to see old pictures and learn about past pastors. They'll also have a guest speaker and a dinner. That'll be a ticketed event. Sunday's activities, that's July 29th, will include a service with historic music, a bounce house, a picnic, and games. That will be open to everyone. And Hager Township is looking for applicants for a couple of vacancies Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio tells us the township treasurer has submitted her letter of resignation, so they need a replacement. She did submit her her letter of resignation. It is effective September 30th of 2023, so we still got a couple months. So it's very important that any township resident that is interested in being appointed to the treasurer's position, we need them to send a letter of interest, a brief resume, and references, if they wish, to the supervisor at Hager Township. There's also a vacancy on the Township Planning Commission. Anyone can send a resume, letter of interest, or references to the supervisor's office. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. FBI Director Christopher Wray has been testifying before the Republican-led House Judiciary Committee, which has accused the agency of weaponizing its powers against conservatives and Republican figures like former President Donald Trump. ABC's Faith Abube has more. On the FBI search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in August 2022... The FBI director says his agents acted lawfully to retrieve classified material from the former president's home. I would not call it a raid. I would call it the execution of a lawful search warrant. Director Ray also pushed back after Republican Congressman Matt Gates asked whether he was protecting the Biden family in the DOJ's criminal probe. Absolutely not. The FBI well, does you won't not. The and the has qu- no interest in you want to answer the question about, about whether or not that's. Faith Aboube, ABC News, Washington. A prisoner suspected of stabbing Larry Nasser at a federal prison in Florida said the disgraced former sports doctor provoked the attack by making a lewd comment while they were watching a Wimbledon tennis match. That's according to a person familiar with the matter who spoke to the Associated Press. Court records show the inmate, identified as Shane McMillan, was previously convicted of assaulting a correctional officer at a federal prison in Louisiana in 2006 and attempting to stab another inmate to death at a federal Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado in 2011. Messages seeking comment from attorneys who previously represented Macmillan have been left by the Associated Press. President Joe Biden today is at the second day of the NATO summit in Lithuania. The alliance's 31 members yesterday agreed on a long-range plan for Ukraine's NATO membership, and they pledged financial and security assistance to the country until that happens. ABC's Mary Alice Parks tells us the question of the timing of the plan remains uncertain. That's what President Biden was trying to figure out, how to weave that balance between giving commitments that someday Ukraine will definitely be a member state, but avoiding the pressure of a certain timeline. The president earlier today joking, almost sarcastic with reporters that said, but just when, how fast, how fast after the war ends will Ukraine be able to say that they are a full fledged member? And the president not wanting to engage on those questions, brushing them off because that is a tough sticking point. A ban on abortion has been passed by lawmakers in Iowa. ABC's Derek Dennis has more. Late Tuesday night and after intense public comment and protest, the world the world Iowa world lawmakers voting mostly along party lines to ban almost all abortions in the state after roughly six weeks of pregnancy or once a heartbeat is detected. The bill contains extremely limited exceptions. Democratic State Representative Jennifer Cornfirst scolded her Republican colleagues over the bill. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's incredibly disappointing. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds tweeting her congratulations and support for the measure. She'll sign it into law Friday. Iowa's ACLU announcing it will file a lawsuit. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Former Vice President Mike Pence is leaning in on his anti-abortion stance as he campaigns for the Republican presidential nomination. Pence says he does not support exceptions in the case of non-viable pregnancies when doctors have determined there's no chance a baby will survive outside the womb. Pence has previously voiced support for a national abortion ban after six weeks of pregnancy before many women know they're pregnant. The former vice president says he'll always err on the side of life. The Supreme Court ended the constitutional right to an abortion a year ago last month, ushering in a wave of bans and restrictions. Decades after many other rich countries stopped forcibly sterilizing indigenous women, several activists, doctors, and politicians, and f- at least five class-action lawsuits alleged the practice has not ended in Canada— The Canadian Senate issued a report last year confirming Indigenous women continue to be sterilized without their knowledge or consent. Documents obtained by the Associated Press show a doctor was punished in May for forcibly sterilizing an Inuit woman in 2019. Indigenous leaders say that Canadian officials have done little to stop the violations and that the country has yet to fully reckon with its troubled colonial past. And there's a lot of mixed emotions today in the entertainment industry, with many celebrating the Emmy nominations while either on strike or possibly about to be on strike. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. Weird Al Yankovic and Eric Appel were certainly thrilled about the eight Emmy nominations for their movie Weird, The Al Yankovic Story. <laughs> Pretty great. But Appel, a member of the Writers Guild, tells me when you get nominated while on strike... My day does include a little bit of picketing. Yeah, absolutely. He says it's a scary time for the industry and he doesn't have any inside info, but he's hearing the studios aren't budging. You know, there's rumors that they're in this for the long haul and it can go into next year. Which would mean the Emmys in September wouldn't actually happen. He says he wouldn't cross a picket line to attend and neither would Yankovic, who just joined the WGA earlier this year. I'm not going to show up by myself. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.